Hi, and welcome to Season 2 of the Saxophone Academy Podcast. We took a bit of a break over the holiday season, but Sue and I are back this year, and we're going to a weekly format. So you're going to get more episodes this year, some cool interviews, additional content. It's going to be a good year, so stick around. And on this week's episode, we chat about our goals for this year. We give some tips for goal setting, and we also check in with last year's goals and see how we did. We also chat about one of our favorite albums from recent memory by my mentor, Chad Eby. And we also dig into the mailbag and start to catch up on some questions. And if you have a question for the podcast, please do email us, thesaxophoneacademy at gmail.com. It's good to be back. We hope to hear from you, and we hope you enjoy the episode. You know, so yeah, I yeah. can speak in time. One of these days. Are we going to do a rap show now? No, we are not. <laughs> Nor will we ever. Right, thank you. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. Yes, Sue. Hey, Wally. It's a new decade. It's a new... D- I'm going to adjust oh. your microphone ever so slightly. It's oh. Aim it a little bit more towards your mouth. It's okay. shooting towards your nose right now. Oh. So can you twist the... There you go. Okay, that looks is that better? better? Yeah, because I don't so want to record just me? your nose. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sue. Wally. It is 2020. I can't believe it. It is a new decade. That's weird. And so, happy 2020. Happy 2020. We haven't recorded since the new year. We had coffee in the new year. Yeah. Yeah, but now... So that was nice. It was nice. And we talked about really important things, but the listeners will never know. No, they'll never know. super top secret. Yeah. Yeah, We haven't just gotten together for a coffee in a long time because we just get together and talk on this. But we can talk about (laughs) other things other than nerdy sax. We still talk about saxophone stuff. We did talk about nerdy saxophone stuff. It's a new decade, and our podcast is one year old now. No way. Yeah. No. So it's still pooping itself essentially in <laughs> human terms but it's starting to walk a little bit Woo. um but it's still you know it's a toddler it's a year it's, old it's, it's a year old oh. it's a really exciting time and we have more listeners than ever that's I'm awesome. really excited we took a pretty nice size break over the holidays we took a break over the holidays we, we sure did we recorded a holiday special that i lost well not like i lost like where did i put it <laughs> but I, I lost a hard drive yeah that happens um, technology yeah so uh. we're talking about some of that stuff again um, we didn't mean to take quite that long of a break, but we're back yeah. with a, a new year. And something exciting news, we're going to a weekly format. That is really fun. So every week, every Monday, maybe every Friday, I'll I pick a day of the week at some yeah. point, um, we'll be here with you every Think week. Think carefully, because you got to stick to it once you pick it there. No, Wally. I don't. I don't. Oh, that's actually that's, true. That's you the thing don't. about unpaid jobs. <laughs> that's right. The you can do it whenever the heck you want, Passion Wally. projects. <laughs> I'll release it when it's ready, and you're welcome. Yeah. Um, right so, on. Um, I had a, a, a listener and a friend, Nick, wanted to uh, do some comparison. He said, hey, when you do your one year, Uh-oh. why don't you look back at your first episode? Because episode one was called uh, Saxophone Resolutions. Oh, and dear. we talked about our New Year's resolutions, our goals for that year. So I wanted to revisit oh, no. our goals. <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about goal setting this year because I actually did a, a silly video on goal setting for the YouTube audience. Um, we've got a fun little growing community up there. Up there. I don't know why YouTube is up, but over there. <laughs> on YouTube, down there, <laughs> down, there on, down there on the YouTube's, um, talking about goal setting. But I wanted to compare, it to like, what were our goals last year? Do you remember your resolutions? You know what? I have no idea what I said, and that's why I'm like, oh no, there's no way I'm going to have kept those resolutions because I don't oh, even I don't remember. Think you did. I'm pretty sure I didn't because no. I don't even remember what they were. This is why I don't like to make resolutions, Wally. I don't like <laughs> resolutions. I like goals. Yeah, resolutions are like I like brainstorming. Oh, I like that too. Yeah, well, that's like, an important part. Yeah, yeah, I like brainstorming and making lists of potential projects I can pursue. Ooh, that was good. Potential projects I can pursue. Peter Piper picked a patch yeah, of pepper pickles. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. With saxophones. That doesn't work. Okay. Yeah, no, Never no, no. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been brainstorming about things you want to do this year. 
I have been. I well, usually do that like at the beginning of the academic year, but a lot of times I get more time to do it around the holidays and in January, mm-hmm. you know, at the more traditional time. And I have to say this past fall for me was way, way, way overbooked. It was all good stuff, but it was so far overbooked. And I I got to the end of the year and the beginning of this year feeling like I have no idea where I'm going, what I want to do. I feel just kind of like all in kind of a muddle. Right. And I was in I, the last couple of weeks, I've had a little more time. My daughter's back in school. Yes. Things are back to a normal <laughs> schedule. We haven't had any snow days. I know. And so I've had time to just kind of like think and dream a little daydream a little and and just listen to music and think about what do i like what i don't like what do i want to do what mm-hmm. speaks to me and it's funny it's this has always always happened wally when i get time to like you know write down ideas and think about what I want to do. And then I start putting some feelers out and trying to follow up on some of these ideas and put a little energy into them. What inevitably happens is this is sort of like not literally what happens, but the phone starts ringing. So these days that means you start getting emails or maybe the phone rings or text messages or some kind of message from people asking, Hey, what do you think about this project would you like to do this or hey we're having this festival do you want to come play on that or we need somebody to play this are you available so the phone starts ringing and it's often not the things that I had started to pursue but just something about putting that energy out into the world right it comes back to you somehow and I've spoken about that before it sounds very woo 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 but I mean put away your power crystals I don't think it matters what field you're in I think that works if you just start trying to make something happen stuff happens sometimes people want to work with you when you start doing cool stuff people want to do cool stuff right with you no that makes a lot of sense yeah so i feel like i have an awful lot of projects kind of getting picked up from the back burner or getting started or some new things that i've decided hey i'm gonna pursue this and this other thing i'm not gonna pursue and and so a lot of things have kind of come my way in the last couple of weeks so that's kind of cool but i thought a lot in this process i thought a lot about people who um love to play music and maybe don't do it as their profession, but do it as either an amateur or whatever terminology you want to do. They do it as a big part of their life, but it's not right. how they make money. They're not like quote unquote professional. At well, it. let's be honest. College <laughs> professors don't make their money playing. They make their money well, teaching. Touche. Exactly. So yeah, even yeah. the most of their quote so, professionals, but I'm thinking we play about, for fun. Exactly. And, and that's the best reason to play. Yeah, absolutely. Actually. And I was thinking about, how hard it must be because this fall was so busy for me. I had so many hours of teaching. It was all great. It's all great. I had lots of things to do. But I was thinking about how, quote unquote, normal, regular people must feel if they're trying to do musical pursuits alongside a full time job. Oh, yeah. And say they've got a family or something like that, too. And, you know, lots of responsibilities. And I was thinking that one word of advice I continue to remind myself of and I would give is to pick one project. One thing, maybe you're in a quartet or maybe you're in a, maybe you want to go play a program at your church or pick one, pick one project to put your energy in so you don't have your energy going too diffuse to too many different projects. And because it was really hard to get anything done in the fall while I was working, you know, teaching basically full time. Right. So, yeah, now that I have a little more time, of course, I can pursue more projects, but but really focusing was was really the way to go. Yeah, yeah. and 
before I shame you about <laughs> last year's resolutions, because I'm going to remind you what it was. Um, you mean, you know, the, the phone starts ringing and you get emails and other things. That's great. At the same time, if there's something you really want to do, no is a powerful word. Yes, and, and I have f- done that a little bit in the last week. Fear prevents us, because oh like, oh, if I say no, people are calling. So, well, and that's yeah. true, but that's that's empowering, too, though, to, to say, is. I'm going to control which things I'm going to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have a very limited amount of time to do musical things outside of like what I'm paid to do, um, yeah. which most of what I do is not what I'm paid to do. It's just what I love. And so I've said no to a couple of things um, and one to do this podcast and leave time to brainstorm this and edit and, and put this out into the world. It takes a lot of time. But yeah. it also meant saying no to a couple of things. I'm not going to say what I said no to. No, of course um, not. But there were things that were, <clears throat> I was in flattered to be asked, but then I was like, it's just not not what I want to do. Yeah. And so, it's like, going to distract you. And then you lose sleep you. that night. Yep. Yeah. And then you're yep. like, Oh, what if I said yes to that? What if I said, Oh, that would look like, and then you later, you see it on social media, like, Oh, that looked like a fun gig or yeah. oh, that ensemble or that group's doing pretty cool stuff now. Yeah. But you, you know, can't do everything. No, you can't do everything. And you have to face the reality that if you say no, probably somebody else is going to do it. Uh huh. And, and I, you got to be okay with that. And I just, am if, really okay with that. With yeah. These so, but if you have your project that you're focused on, then you should run with that. Right. And don't let things kind of distract you or derail you. But it is right. true when you, you know, the when you're starting out in your your career, you really try to say yes to about everything because you never know what will lead you where. But once you right. start to see, mm, I'm really interested in going more this direction. Right. I'm not really as interested in doing more of that. Then you can start letting when you, letting when you that define go your values. Bit. You can say, yeah, yeah. It was really easy for me to say no to a couple of decent paying um, holiday party kind of gigs and corporate gigs because mm. it's not my passion, and yeah. I can get the the couple hundred bucks somewhere else yeah. doing something I'm more passionate about. Yeah. Um, and that means I won't get called for those anymore, but right. I'm at my age, I'm completely cool with that. Yeah. And somebody else will get that opportunity who maybe is at a point. Oh, in their I was life just hoping, the, I was just hoping the gig would go away. <laughs> I don't want to think about, yeah. So, um, speaking <laughs> so of getting funny. derailed last year, oh. your, res- your resolution, I know what it's going to be. And I know I failed. I could try again, but that <laughs> don't, why bother? You know, like, um, <laughs> was to put on your Meyer more and play more jazz. Well, you know what? Yeah. I actually have done that. Hey, that's great. I so, have actually done that because uh, at Wake Forest, I would say almost all of my students there actually are, are um, w- working on jazz playing. Okay. So you are. But, I mean, I haven't done it in the way I intended, which was to actually work on improvising, and I've done very little of that. Impro what now? Yeah, right. Yeah. I've been, But I've been playing in that style. I did a couple of pops gigs with your local orchestras. Yeah. And, and, you know, take that. I have to take that mouthpiece with me for lessons because, you know, I can do okay on an AL3 to a certain point, but at some point, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's not uh, the right sound. There's not a crossover mouthpiece. I've been listening yeah. to jazz more, so you gave me some good suggestions to listen to and some solos to recommend for my students. Oh, for and transcription. Yeah. Yeah. And so, the, you know, I've been taking out some of the records I used to love. Records, really, yeah. actually, records. Wiki, wiki, wiki. I know. I, I, got, a, I got a record player. I know. I'm so excited about that. So all those old vinyl things that have been sitting, yeah, I'm old, so I have some that are, you know, 30 years old, 35 years old that I never got rid of because I just couldn't because right. it was like an important collection to me. It was like a, you know, something I accumulated in college. Yeah. So it meant something. Well, back to then me. records actually had <clears throat> cool information yeah. on the back. They did. So you, you did partially hit with your sort of kind of a little bit. So my, so the intentions yeah, worked. What my was resolution Wally? was to transcribe more live albums that I love the language of, but I always, I always hesitate um, transcribing live albums because they're harder to hear because the audio quality, especially in the 1950s oh, and right. 60s. So I was going to um, transcribe a lot of the live Lee Konitz records that I'm nuts for. And, and drum roll. Drum roll. I got about 16 bars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
That's now, 16 bars more than you had then. I am big into the inductive, <laughs> inductive learning, where I take a small segment of something and then apply it to other areas. Oh. And so I have gotten a lot of mileage out of that. The, the 16 bars of Lee Conan's playing with Jerry Mulligan. Uh, the tune is uh, uh, too marvelous for words. Uh, uh, this amazingly cool solo. And I've uh, applied those motions and those lessons to other things. But so there. I didn't hit my resolution entirely or even nearly, but I got a lot out of it. Hey, see? What I want to talk about, oh, thanks. <laughs> Virtual handshake. Thank you, Sue. Um, every year I set big goals and I always feel like I never accomplish as much as I want in one year. But something neat happened over the, over the December. And it's going to relate to the album we're talking about. Um, about five years ago, oh, the point is, I always underestimate what I can do in five years. I overestimate what I can do in one year. Mm. I almost always underestimate what I can do in five years. That's really and so five years ago, almost to the day, well, not the day, almost to the month, I set the goal of, I just don't want to do classical academic saxophone anymore. I just yeah. want to do jazz. And yeah. I think, but I was not, I could play jazz better than most classical players that, uh -huh. that I do jazz as well. They don't. <laughs> I did better than most, but I was not to the point where I was improvising, truly improvising in a way that was creative and finding my own voice. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to set the goal. And I thought I could do it like, like I'm going to just take this year and nail it, man. Yeah, right. Year one went by. Year two, all right, this is the year that I'm going to, year two went by. Year three, year four. And so something cool happened in December. I was meeting with my mentor. And I've been periodically meeting and, and taking lessons and because music is a lifelong growing oh, process. Yeah, yeah. And so after five years of doing nothing that, putting away my classical mouthpiece, not doing any solo recitals or any of the classical stuff, um, we had this great meeting in December and we were trading courses, you know, had some playlongs going on. And it was just this moment where it was kind of a chuckle and I got, all right, Wally, um, you know, you're terrible. Stop this. No. Uh, <laughs> or this moment that my mentor and I, and I realized like, all right, you know, you're on the path. You are at this point where like you've got the equipment you need. Yes, you've got more to do, of course, because it, it's a lifelong growth. Feels but like I, I, looking too. back and like, I, I guess I maybe overestimated what I could do in that year, but I'm not sure I would have pictured where I am now in five years. Yeah, I think five years ago, your Wally, teacher saying, there you are. Yeah. And, right? and it was. Uh, and so, you know, we had this moment and I got out my reed knife. And he said, what are you doing? I said, well, I thought this is like the Sith where you kill your master, then you take their place. <laughs> and he said, tenure lines don't transfer like that. So I put the reed knife away. We had a hug and realized, like, yeah, I got a lot more work to do. But like five years ago, Wally would be really proud of the voice I have now. And so I want listeners to know, don't get discouraged by what happens in a year. Five years is for me, it can be really magical. That's awesome. Um, and so that was a really neat moment. And that person uh, is an album we're going to talk about today Yay. as well. So when you set goals... Give yourself time. Um, and a couple other tips. I made a silly video I'll link to about this because uh, I love goal setting. Yeah. You like brainstorming. I like goal setting. Yeah. Is, um, don't, get, similar. don't get overly <laughs> specific in things outside your control. I used to be bad about this. I want to play with this person. I want to be part of this ensemble. I want this job. And those aren't in your control. Your locus of control. Right. So if it has proper nouns in the name, Village Vanguard, University <laughs> of Insert State Here, yeah, right. <laughs> it's going to be problematic. You can control how much you practice. You can control how many audition packets you send. You can control those things. But I used to make the, the problem of setting my goals so specific they were outside of my control. Yeah. And then I in, inevitably feel disappointed and crushed when it didn't work out, when it wasn't in my hands anyway. Right. So I want to encourage our listeners to set goals that are lofty, but there are things you control. Yeah, and look around your, your environment uh, and look at the things 
the opportunities that are around you and see which ones of those appeal to you. Right. You know, when I'm trying to build a new repertoire for a certain instrumentation, I think about, well, what com- what composers do I know who like my playing, whose music I That's, like? Yeah, dance with those that sign your dance card. Yeah. A friend of mine um, that owned a coffee shop, Cinema, talked about that, that, you know, you, you don't work with the people you wish you would work with. You work with the people that want to work with you, and you give them yeah. your all. You know, and be honest. I mean, yeah. if you don't like somebody's music, well, don't work with them. But no, there's I a don't. lot of people around. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, also with players. If yeah. there's a player who doesn't want to, you know, play with you, well, then find somebody else. You're going to yeah. find Yeah, so don't somebody. say the goal of, like, well, I want to play with Wynton Marcellus when there's a trumpet player down the road that would love to work with you. Right. And so it's not lowering your standards. It's it's Just, working, yeah. dancing with those who will sign your dance card. Yeah, that's a good yeah. way of saying it. I, I think, like that. Yeah. That's cool. So set your goals. Yeah. Let us know. On the YouTube um, uh, channel, I put a, uh, I'll put a link. Um, I asked people what were their goals for this year. And I got some really cool people responding with some really neat goals, some terrible ones. I'm not going to lie. Some just terrible goals. I'm gonna yeah. just going to set my goal this year is going to be to play some really great music with some really great musicians. Because that's easy. I do that every, yeah. every year. Well, you gotta you got to quantify that. <laughs> book know. X number of recitals with no. your friends or book X number of gigs. Or no. at yeah. least, you know, send X number of emails every month trying to book gigs. Oh, well, yeah. yeah you, can, a... you can get specific, just not overly specific with the outside your locus of control. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll do, I'll do better with my resolutions this year. I didn't think you did too badly. Actually, no, I think about it. I didn't do too badly either. No, I think I'm feeling pretty cocky. I, I, think kinda, we, I know. Dang. Like, I gotta, yeah. Take on the world. <laughs> so uh, we had, okay. we had uh, talked about it. Oh, we did an album review in December, uh, Corrupted Hard Drive. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> so it was so good. And uh, I want to talk about, and this is the mentor I was talking about. Uh, this is a great album uh, released last year by Chad Eby. This album is called BFFs. Yeah. It is a dual album with uh, Chad Eby, Ariel Pocock. Um, they yeah. both teach at the Miles Davis Jazz Studies Program. And this is, I'm very biased because Chad's very special to me. And uh, I mean, he's a, he's a jerk, but he's very special to me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he never gave up on me in, in, in pursuing to switching mm. genres, which was a daunting thing. So this yeah. is an album... It's a duo album. It's a lot of tunes that they wrote, um, some written by Ariel Pocock, some written by E.B., got a tune by Miles Davis, Wayne Shorter on there. Um, the, the original music on there is actually my favorite. I really yeah. love the music they write. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Um, and one of the things I really like about this playing is, as Chad E.B., one of the reasons I love studying with him was he completely changed the way I approach jazz. It wasn't learn these licks in 12 keys. Learn this lick in 12 keys. Play faster. Play right. the higher, Wally. Faster, Wally. Play the faster. It wasn't like that. It was all about the really organic way to make music. Yeah. And this is the number I feel like they're truly making music. Yeah. It's called BFFs. Um, I imagine they're best friends. But the forever part, jury's still out. <laughs> right. But we'll find out. And they do, they've been playing together for a while. They went on a tour across the Midwest. I don't know why you'd want to go across the Midwest. I can't. <laughs> Well, that's probably where they had connections. Very, I saw pictures <laughs> online. Uh, it looked very cold. Well, uh, snow is scary. To, as a Georgia boy, the snow is scary to me. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I just want to cancel school. Um, they've been playing together for a long time. They played a lot. Oh dear! And the way they communicate is really lovely. Um, 
one of my favorite tunes on this actually, uh, and Ariel is a very gifted singer as well. Yeah. Uh, Call Down Your Ghosts. This is one of my favorite albums of the year. I'm highly biased, of course. No. But I love that they make music for the sake of making music. Chad is not one of those musicians that's interested in impressing other musicians. I don't no. think he cares if any other saxophonist on the planet goes like, yeah. man, I like the way he plays the saxophone. He just plays yeah. music that's, that sings to his heart. And I think Ariel yeah. is a great partner in crime. Yeah. You know this. what my favorite tune was? What's your favorite tune? The one for Carmen. Carmen, his wife. That makes yeah. more sense now. I thought yeah. it was for the opera. No, Carmen Evie, <laughs> dynamite clarinetist and friend of ours as well. Yeah, um, yeah this is, you can just tell this it's was a, so beautiful. This was not an album made to impress other musicians. This is an album of beautiful music that they love playing. Yeah. I'm going to plink in the, put a plank in the show notes. I'll yeah. put a, that's a new word. <laughs> oh, you can put a plank. Instead of, instead of putting a link, I'm going to plank in the show notes. You maybe said that because it's, you know, it's the political season. We've got to have a lot of planks. Ugh. I we shouldn't go there. No, right? we're not. <laughs> we're not going there. No. Um, great album. I'll put a link in the show notes. I bought the uh, the vinyl. I know. I bought it on Bandcamp. Oh, yeah. Good but for But go you. buy it one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. Because these are... It's not on streaming sites. Um, it's not. It that's right. Not. So I, I recommend to support artists, and I think this is one of my favorite albums in a long time, and it's yeah. just great music. Yeah. So, uh, And for my mentor, who I did not kill with a reed knife, because apparently that's not how I can do that's this That's not job. how it works. Well, yeah. Then. Oh, well, lesson learned. Yep. Those hey. guys are the real deal. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and we're going to talk about, we got a lot of cool albums to talk about this year. I guess, yeah. Um, I got to listen to them, but you've yeah. sent me some links. So throughout this year, yeah. and if you have an album you really think we should check out, dear listener... Send us a link. Yeah, because we um, don't, you know, always find out every new release in the saxophone world anymore. It's oh hard, my, it's hard yeah. to know. There's no. So I turned off. Too. I turned off that Google alert fast because <laughs> it was bad. It's just, yeah. yeah, and you uh, want to just get recommendations of good ones. Yeah, and I have a couple of a couple friends yeah. have sent recommendations, but awesome. if you have one, dear listener, uh, you don't need to be a famous saxophonist to send us a rec- recording recommendations. Something nope. you're passionate about, send us a link. If we hate right. it, we'll ignore it. But if we like it. <laughs> We'll give you a shout out on yeah, the air. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are woefully behind on questions All right. um, from listeners. So we wanted to catch up a little bit. Yeah. Because um, in December, I got a whole bunch of questions. We answered a couple on a podcast that, once again, I lost it. Uh, well, we hard better drive. answer these people or they'll stop sending questions. Yeah, and I'm going to back up in the cloud now so we won't lose an episode. So um, here's question number one to kick off the new year with a really important question. Okay. Uh, Joseph, uh, I don't have a last name. Anonymity, I guess. Yeah. Uh, contact me um, via the website and asks, "What qualities should I look for in a good sax teacher?" Wow, isn't what that a good question? Quality to look for in a good sax teacher. Yeah. What do you think? Well, you better make sure they can play the saxophone and they sound good. Oh. Um, let's see. 
So make sure they, and I will say, <laughs> I know some people that go to the local music store. Yeah. And they'll see what teachers are teaching, and it's the generalist. Yeah. And there's some good ones, I guess, but. It can be okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I know a lot of people that are clarinetists that own a saxophone, and they'll teach saxophone yeah. too, because the fingerings aren't that hard. Um, yeah. But I would want a game. saxophone specialist. It'd be nice to, to get a saxophone specialist, because the amateur is a little different from and, one instrument. And doublers together. are kind of sociopaths in my book. <laughs> Anyone who plays multiple <laughs> instruments really well, this just wrong doesn't with them. seem right. Doesn't yeah. seem right. I don't like them. I don't trust them. So I would find a, someone that actually can play the saxophone really well. Well, it's you know I don't know how you would ever figure this out, but somebody who's honest. So if you get really good and they they need to pass you along to somebody who knows more than they know, That's that important. would be great. But I don't know. I don't know how you would judge that. Somebody who's like nurturing and kind and helps you feel like you can do this. If somebody's making you feel really bad. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. You no, debate. You know, I, I, I'm against it, that. Yeah. I'm against that like old I school. Feel like, yeah, I feel yeah. like my students play the best when they get some encouragement. Right. If if they're teaching via 1970s kung fu movie techniques, yeah. no, you know, with the hard, ma you know, the master's yeah. making, it's not I like that. I think most music stores and community music schools do a pretty good job of vetting their they teachers. because it's a business. So I think you could trust them. it. And as far as yeah. somebody, you know, somebody out of their home or out of their own studio, just get some recommendations. Right. And make sure they're not the kind of teacher that's going to make you cry on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not the teacher anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I would say also, Joseph, make sure you talk about your goals with them. Now, if your goals are just oh, to yeah. learn the basics and play some easy tunes, yeah. anyone can do that. But if you're an ambitious player and you really want to make All-State or All-District Band yeah. or get into a top you know, music school, don't, but... Um, then make sure that they're cool with that goal and they have some experience doing that. Yeah, how many times have you had a student and you know you didn't know where mm -hmm. they were headed and then they drop it on you one day, they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to audition right. for a, a music program. You're like, okay, you could have told me that two years ago when I asked you and you said, nah, nah, I yeah. would never do that. Uh, the goal, <laughs> you need to let your teacher in on your goals or they can help yeah. you get there. So if they've yeah. never had one, anyone make All-State Jazz and you want to make All-State Jazz... You know, make sure yeah. the teacher knows your goals and can meet those goals. And vice versa, I've had teachers who've, uh, I'm going to be very careful, who had very clear set goals of what was important for them on the saxophone. Yeah. And they tried to impart those values and goals on me. Yeah, um, you got to make sure that... And, there, and there's some yeah. give and take. Like, I, you can't say, like, I don't want to learn my scales. Like, yeah, there's certain right. things you need to learn. You yeah. need to meet your teacher halfway. But if the teacher says, no, this is the kind of music you need to play because it's important, yeah, you don't have to buy that. No one can tell you what else is important or what music yeah. you need to value or what, you know. So if someone tells you, no, no, you got to play this beep snort stuff, <laughs> that's not a good fit. Yeah. So talk about those things beforehand. And if you're really into jazz, make yeah. sure they play jazz. If you're really into classical music... Make sure they, they can do that properly. Well, and if you get into it and, you know, six months or a year later, you f you feel like, okay, this isn't really working, you know, make a, you know, make a switch and do it in a, yeah. a kind way. There's no reason to burn bridges unnecessarily. Well, it's but fun. <laughs> it's really gratifying. So, no, yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't know, be, but change teachers. Don't, don't be stuck. afraid to don't change be, teachers. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Um, I've, I've known some friends that have changed teachers. Even at the college level, it was not easy. No. But it, things turned yeah. out. Way better. Good. So, That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, yeah. And ask around. Ask around. Yeah. Um, if you're in public school or in the school system, talk to your band yeah. director. They will have yeah. good recommendations. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and don't be afraid to just try out lessons for a little while. You're not. Yeah. Maybe you can even get a couple of. I do that with students, prospective students. I say, let's have a lesson or two. And then, you know, we both can kind right. of say if it's working or not. That's good. Um, I don't think we've heard this question. I think this is the question. The next one is from someone. Um, that we lost on the hard drive. Oh, okay. Don't think this is aired. If it has, then hopefully our answer will be different. <laughs> That's so funny. So this is from... Um, 
Josh Logan Kaznesic. Uh, hi, Wally. I've been listening to your podcast with Sue and have been loving it. We Yay. love you already. Flattery will get you everywhere. Always. Um, I'm 27 years old and a, uh, about a year into reacquainting myself with the sax after playing through high school. I love it when people pick oh, it back up again. That's great. Um, in that time I've been out of high school, I've been playing a lot of guitar, bass, and drums, so I haven't oh. been disconnected from music. I'm planning to pursue a degree in music education, and I was looking into the Army National Guard Band as a means to help get tuition assistance. Great plan. And a strong foundation before school. Could you help me figure out a typical practice session that you should be doing every day? Currently working on the Romance in F by Beethoven with my private teacher. Wow. Do you know that uh, Beethoven Romance in F? Beautiful piece. Robert Frascati, I think, did the transcription. Beautiful piece. It was very popular at the school I went to. Okay. Funny story. That was one of the pieces I played uh, at my brother-in-law's wedding for the processional. Aww. And I thought it'd be really pretty, right? And so I played it with a little blue-haired church pianist. Yeah. And it was uh, not easy for her. And so it kept getting slower oh, and slower. Gosh. And I extended that wedding by a good 20 minutes. Because <laughs> I didn't know how to st- I should have just like, you know, older, wiser, while they would just like cut off. But I could yeah. see like the wedding. Find a cadence. Stop. Yeah, I saw the wedding party kind of looking around the corner like, like this is going on for a long time, Wally. Yeah. yeah. So I, I helped ruin a wedding with a romance. <laughs> Sweet pianist, but man, that got even slower and slower. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how do you set up your practice routine? We've talked about these concepts before. What do you, well, let's, let's do this like a, like an Instagram topic. What are you practicing in 2020, Sue? What's your pra- <laughs> 2020 practice routine? Go. <laughs> well, I start with some long tones, but I combine them with these kind of finger exercises. So long tones and then some scales. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're working to get into a school, you're probably going to do an etude or two, and then you're going to work on your repertoire. If you want to do altissimo, you're working mm-hmm. on that. A um, little vibrato with your long tones. Kind of a little? standard. Oh, I like to well. do a, a little long tones with my vibrato. <laughs> okay. That's the way I do it. Yeah. So just something kind of, I'm pretty, you know, pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, the fundamentals are key. Don't forget your, your multiphonics and your quarter tones oh, and your stop, slap tongues stop. and your circular breathing, forget, Wally. No, I, uh, John, <laughs> you can forget those things. Those are, yeah. Useful and fun. Ugh. But yeah, no, just, you know, do some long tones first. You don't have to do, in my book, you don't have to do 45 minutes of them. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody got time for that. No, and no. some scales, and then yeah. then work on your music. Practice carefully. Don't play wrong notes yeah. any more than at all. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, I would recommend if you're going to do the Army National Guard, talk to the music liaison, oh, not the yeah. recruiter. The recruiter will say like, "Yeah, come into the army. Then we'll get you into the band program." No, 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 no. Um, yeah. Talk to the the liaison, and then also talk to the school you want to go to. Find out what they want to see for the audition. Yeah. And then float some repertoire. So if you say, "I'm working yeah. on the romance," they may say, "Ah, it's not going to be a great." Sh-. And then right. say like, they might "What about Creston? Rapper, what yeah. about Ibera?" Or in the in the army band, they do want to see some jazz and some mm-hmm. swing charts now. So talk to them and see what they want to hear uh, while you still have time. And well, then and if you're going to be if you want to be a music teacher, it would be really 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 good to be able to do a jazz band too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think I, yeah. So I think, definitely doing. Jazz I think especially really in the, in the band world, I don't think you should get a music ed degree without having some experience in, in jazz. Yeah. I know a lot of band directors they get their first job like, oh, by the way, you have a jazz band. And you're like, oops. You're like, oops. Yeah. No idea. Here's how you swing. Do, ba, yeah. do, but No, that's a French overture, Johnny. <laughs> that's not swing. That is not. It is not that. Yeah. yeah. And working with the rhythm section, if you're not a rhythm section player, oh, is boy. a little bit scary. Yeah, Even so, if you do, so, it's a little scary. It's a little scary. <laughs> Try more of the black keys on the piano. They're the fancy ones. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's important. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So, let us um, contact the people, find out what they want to hear. Because also, yeah. the, in the Army Band program, I know 
different pieces have different ratings of difficulty, yeah. and that'll change your score. Well, and get a teacher. Well, yeah. Get a get a saxophone teacher, and hopefully they'll have some you know tips and tricks for you for good warm ups. Yeah. Um, keep in touch. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Good and luck. That's, that's a great way to get exciting. some tuition assistance. Oh, he'll be able to do rhythm section because he did all that yeah. guitar and stuff. Well, unless he was playing the rock and roll music. Oh, well, still. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the devil's music. Yeah, that and jazz. So, Jeez, happy New Year, Wally. <laughs> yeah. Excellent question. Uh, keep the questions coming. And if you have a yeah. recording you'd like us to check out or if you have a question you'd like answered on the podcast, let us know. You can Bring email us at thesaxophoneacademy <laughs> at gmail.com or go to thesaxophoneacademy.com dot com and fill out the uh, little form there and contact us awesome and we look forward to getting your questions and also joining you in your saxophone goals and let us know your saxophone goals this year um if we can help we probably will yeah if we have time we'll try and we'll see you next week everyone <laughs> happy <Take> new care. year <laughs> bye. bye everyone <laughs>